and we are back. This is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez, and this is the Art of Health podcast. How are we doing tonight, everybody? So I promised everybody, I told everyone earlier, told everyone, I told everybody on Twitter that I would talk about content mindset and some of the practical strategies, so to speak, that I use on a day-to-day basis. And just to give a general overview of how things are going, I did anticipate talking about this at all, but I've realized, as I've said in the past, I think the last few months, as my personal audience has grown, as my business has grown, as my email list has grown, I've gotten some small degree of internet notoriety, if there is such a thing. And I have had a lot of questions in regards to just why I do what I do and how is it going and how did I, you know, how am I making these ideas work? So content mindset, as I've said in the past, the cornerstone of content mindset is that you use your domain of skill, your domain of expertise, you use your domain for constant content creation. So you have to be thinking creatively all the time. You have to be coming up with ideas all the time. And you have to emotionally detach yourself from whether your ideas are good or bad. You have to have faith that you are an expert, you're good at something, and that if you can put words to paper and make, create, write some content that is legible, reasonable, readable, understandable, has a message, that it will probably suffice to mean something to somebody. So I send out three emails a day, and... I don't expect all of them to be great emails, but I know, I have faith, I have confidence that they are good enough that each time they are read, and at this point, you know, you know a thousand people might read them on any given day, that someone will find value in it. So content mindset is always being in the practice of value creation. You could say it that way. What is content mindset? It's value creation 24-7. So with that comes the fact that you have to be an expert on something. So content mindset, if you're if you're just starting out in a field and you don't know what to do at all and you don't, you don't have expertise in something, I can't say it will readily apply to you. You could take the idea of, you know, my writing practice of writing, you know, multiple times a day. You could take the idea of constant study, you could take the concept of focus, but as far as creating valuable content, you know, maybe you're writing about what you're learning as you're going through it, but it would be difficult to Produce at a high rate and a high level if you don't, if you're not good at something. Yeah, that's really reductionist. But if you're not good at something, you're not going to produce good work. So you have to have that in place before you incorporate content mindset into your practice, into your business. Now, content mindset, as I've said in the past, I got the idea from Ben Settle, the concept of emailing three times a day. And the way I've come to structure content mindset now is that I had to make a decision when I started you know, working online a few months ago as to what's my audience going to be. And I approach, I approach my problems, I approach situations, the reverse of how most people view them, uh, go into them. I ask myself, what is the opposite of the common advice? And I, I've said this many times in various forms. If you want to be average, do what everyone else does. If you want to be mediocre, follow the mean. If you want to be exceptional, follow what is not done. Now, the common advice when you work online is that you have to pick a niche, a niche. 
niche or niche, whatever you want, whichever version you want to use. I think the, the correct term is niche or correct pronunciation. You pick a niche and the more specific, the better. And that allows you to use SEO and keywords and everyone, you know, there's an audience for something. There's a, everyone has an audience they can create out of something. And if the more hyper-specific, the more defined you can make it, the better it is. And that's valid. I, I won't say that that, that, that that is not valid. But that's not quite my style because my domains of expertise, it's health, it's fitness. I've worked with men. I've worked with women. I've worked with elderly. I've worked with middle age. I've worked with young kids. I've worked with adolescents. I've worked with young children. I've worked with young women who are former models or were models or actresses. I've worked with actors. I've worked with clients in transformation roles. I've worked with high-level executives. I've worked with such a broad range of people, and relative to my working experience, I feel very skilled within all these different groups, within all these different demographics. At the same time as well, on a personal level, I'm mixed race. I come from a diverse background. I have a diverse family. I've lived in a lot of different places. I've traveled around a lot. I've been all over the United States. I've been international. So it didn't feel suitable to me that I was only going to write for men about masculinity. You know, that's a real common, popular you know, spear for, you know, I guess, young guys maybe. that They want to write in the male, the man spear. I didn't want to do that. And not to say that I didn't want to write for men, but I didn't want to have to constrict my writing to just writing for men. Have I written male articles you know, for a male audience? Absolutely. I've also written a lot of articles for women, speaking directly to women. I've also written a lot of articles for you know, people in their 40s, 50s, 60s and how to train and how you know, to change their mindset. So I took this approach of you know, defining your niche, and I thought rather than define my niche, I'm going to define myself, and I'm going to create content from that. And whoever follows me and is attracted to that and finds value in that, that's who will be my audience. I, I am my audience. So if you identify with me on a personal level, and maybe you don't identify with everything, but you identify with something that's valuable to you, then you're my audience. Now, that's risky in a way, because you know, when I, list, I just listed probably like five, six different you know, categories of audience, and there's no guarantee that's going to work. If I, told, you know, if I asked you, what's your audience? It's people that identify with me. Well, who are you? You'd have to do what I just did and define yourself in very clear terms. And then you'd also have to take that to the next step and say, okay, if I'm going to create content based off, based off of myself and my experience, then I better hope it's good and that people you know, like it. Otherwise, you're not going to have an audience. And I've seen this happen enough with, in the fitness industry and other industries as well, where you know, people, they try to, an individual tries to create a business around themselves, and you know, maybe they do go the route of, well, I'm going to be you know, the niche, I'm going to be my, you know, my audience uh, maker, and their stuff falls flat. People won't identify with you on a personal level unless you have a very strong personality. If you're a boring person, you can't follow personal branding content mindset. You can't. Just because you're not, you're not, you're, you are not interesting to anybody. You have to be interesting. You know, to, to, to slap my own ass, you know, as I say, toot my own horn, whatever stupid metaphor you want to use, I'm pretty interesting to most people. I also have a background as a trained dancer and choreographer. I also have a background in powerlifting, or at least powerlifting education. I also have a background of working with professional bodybuilders. I've got all these different things I can discuss on a daily basis. 
Now I can, I can just keep picking. I, I could piggyback ten on uh, ten more topics relative to those things and other subgenres and categories, what have you. Point being, I am. I have made myself. And I've lived my life in such a way that I am interesting, and I can provide value for people on multiple levels with multiple narratives. So if I take all of that together and take the you know broad meta view, I have a lot of content. So I'm never at a loss for content. There's always something I can talk about. And with my content strategy now, if you've been following along this podcast so far, what's a strategy? Well, if you're on the email list, you'll, you know, or maybe, you know, if you're on the email list and maybe you're not, and maybe you are, but you don't know these things, the email list operates as a long-form sales letter. So you can read about long-form sales letters, um, Jeff Walker has a, I believe that's the correct guy. He has a book called Launch. It's a really good book. He talks about the long form sales letter, the idea that you hype up people for launch and you send out things over two weeks and you talk about it. My email list is essentially a running sales letter. And 99% of the content I put out is free. I don't charge, you know, there's, there's no charge to be on the email list. You know, and the only thing that is a monthly subscription fee is the daily workout newsletter. It's a workout a day, detailed workout every single day. It's four bucks a month. So you get you get 30 workouts a month. You literally get probably, if I was to, you know, if each workout it comes out to 500 words, so that you get 100,000 words of workouts, 365 workouts a year, that's $4 a month. That That's absurd, absurd value. I should charge way more for that, and I don't. But that's the only thing I have that subscription you have to pay for. Otherwise, if you're on the email list, you get all of the articles. You get first, you know, access and first um, notification of the podcast. You get free programs. You get free. You get tons of free stuff all the time, all the time. A lot of which is not found on my website at all. I don't update the website every single day with an article. I do about once a week. A lot of articles they just go straight to the email list. I'm speaking directly to people. I'm answering questions that readers have. So the email list functions as a long-form sales letter simply because there's so much value provided that when I do, you know, post a link to a product or say, you know, I send out an email about, you know, let's say uh, I have one going out tomorrow on, on understanding tactics versus systems, and I talk about in the course of the email about how to differentiate between something that's, that's just a singular action that serves an effect, and then understanding that compared to the overall system that fits in. So I have an email about that, and it's systems thinking versus t- you know tactics or short-term goal thinking. I also mention in the email that relative to exercise and training and effectivizing the system that you use, it'd be useful if you used one of my products, uh, you know, the exercise guide, learn how to train more effectively. That's not a sale. I'm not selling you. Oh, you need to buy my exercise guide. You don't have to buy anything. Yeah, it's it's not even. Is it relevant to the email? Yeah, absolutely. But relative to the value that you even provided, you could read that and be, wow, you could read that and get immediate value out of it, and there's no need for you to buy anything. And that's on purpose. I don't need to push procs on you guys. I don't need to push products on my audience. I make them available to help people as I educate them. So the email list is a sales letter, long-term sales letter, 24-7, but it functions that way because that way I never have to actually launch a product. Same thing with the built emails I'm doing right now, the built book I'm writing. It's a book. It's called 90 Day, you know, 90 Days to Built. Going from zero to one in training. 90 days. I'm writing out a series of, it'll be 95 emails. Each of them are about a thousand words. And they cover, those 95 emails cover the nutrition, the training, 
and the day-to-day, here's what you do on day one, day two, day three, day four. I'll, that will take me you know, th- about three months and a week to send out all those emails. At the end, it will be a book. I'll sell that book. That'll be you know, a premium book. That'll be a print book. It'll be an e-book. But guess what? If you're on the email list, you got the whole thing for free. I don't need to sell you on buying that. You could be cut and pasting the emails right now, and you don't, have to, you don't have to pay for anything. You can put the book together yourself. You can email me questions as we're going along, day by day. In my mind, that's a great value. But in my mind, too, I know that at the end of three months, I'll probably make some good coin off of selling the book that's been compiled. But everyone's been already sold on it. Everyone already read it. So, you know, if they're wanting to support me by purchasing it, awesome. If not, I don't worry about it. At the same time that I'm doing that, I'm also A-B testing. So I have the built emails that I'm running for over the next three months. I also have the two other emails a day. I switch topics day to day. I see what people are interested in. Interested in. I have another book coming out in about six, seven weeks on fasting. If you've been following along the emails, I've already released about 10 chapters from that book. About 20,000 words at least, all about fasting, how to get started, the effects, answering questions, different styles of fasting, intermittent fasting, the health benefits. If you're on the emails, you've been reading along. That proved, over with A-B testing, that proved to be a popular subject. So now I talk about it a little more often. Same thing I found with philosophical posts. That's something that you know I alternate topics, but I found through testing the last few months of sending out three emails a day, I always get constant feedback because I can see the open rates and the click-through rates. I realized, okay, there's a people, there's a certain segment of people where they like the philosophical mindset mentality, how to live your life posts, how to live your life emails. So I'll send those out. That's going to be put into a book, The Art of Health. And if you've been on the email list again, the last few months, you've been reading chapters from it every single week. So everything's always ongoing. And you know, how do I keep creating content for all these things? I get because I get questions all the time. Three emails a day, I get questions 24-7. Again, I'm never at a I'm never at a loss for topics that way. So I'm running a sales letter all the time. I'm running A-B testing all the time. I'm checking the metrics. I can see what the open rates are all the time. If something proves to be you know not that popular, whatever, I won't talk about it. If something proves to be a hit a few times, I'll put make a big email about it. Maybe that turns into a podcast. Maybe that turns into a blog article. Maybe that turns into a program. I sent out on Twitter today, uh, I posted literally a free program called it uh, 70s Big. I was just thinking about it, wrote out the, the training days, four days a week. It's barbells and dumbbells only, incredibly simple. That proved to be really popular on Twitter. I'll put that into an email you know, next week, it looks like on the schedule. If there's a bite on it, or um, if, there, yeah, if there's a bite on it, then it will become a full-on program. Yeah, and I, I said on Twitter, and I said on Twitter uh, tonight actually that I'll probably do like a flash sale on it. Um, uh, you know, actually this week, this Wednesday. Yeah, I screwed up the timeline for that. Yeah, so this Wednesday, I'll I'll, I'll send that out for free to my email list. So if you're on the email list, you get a free you get a free full-on training program. It's a three-month program. Cool, that's pretty cool for being on a free list. And then if you're not on the list, well, then I guess you have to pay for it. Incentive to get on the list. And if that's proved popular, I'll turn to something else. Maybe I'll do a podcast about that. But again, it's just the con- the continuous feedback, guys, all the time, all the time, all the time. And you don't have to copy the three days a day, three times a day model. It could be once a day. It could be four times a week. But when you do this, when you email three times a day, you know part of the reason why I did this, you you're able to be lazy with certain things. You know, like I said, if you're emailing constantly, you're you're already set up to launch any product you want. You don't have to do a build up and oh man, you need to start emailing about this. You're already emailing about it. 
you're already testing your market all the time. So you don't have to worry about that at all. At the same time, too, as well, you know, the idea of uh, having like an autoresponder sequence. I looked into that, you know, I started my website back, you know, four, you know, five months ago, four months ago. When I decided to like really dive into it, oh, should I have an autoresponder sequence? I was looking at, okay, I need to have this page and this page and set this all up. I Flat out, I didn't know how to do any of it. I didn't want to pay someone to do it because I didn't even know if it was worthwhile to do. And at the same time, I'm like, how can I avoid having an autoresponder sequence? Well, I can just email three times a day, so as soon as you sign up for my email list, you're going to get three emails tomorrow morning or, you know, the next day. You sign up in the middle of the the night, no worries. There's already three emails scheduled that you're going to receive. I didn't want to have to deal with any of that shit at all. It was an expenditure of, you know, money that you have to pay for. It was, I would have to design all those pages. So I could do all that, or I could just email my audience three times a day, and that will cull all the people from it that don't want to be on it. And what am I, what am I left with? I'm left with my true fans. You know, the Kevin, to reference Kevin Kelly, 1,000 true fans. Great. So if I get my, I, I, did, I did the math, you know, months ago. If I get my list to 10,000 people, I'll have 1,000 true fans. As of right now, I am on track to hit 10,000 by the end of this year. Maybe a little bit, maybe about, you know, October, November. Cool, that's pretty good. That's I, I think you know, in a year to go from let's see zero, you know, email list of zero to email list of ten thousand, one thousand true fans. You know, be able to support yourself financially, have a livelihood. I can I can deal. I can deal with that. That's pretty. I, in my mind, that's pretty awesome. What does it come down to? How does it grow every day? Well, I tweet a lot because of as I've said, all the content topics I have to talk about. I send out my emails. People share the emails. People share the articles. People tell their friends to sign up for the emails. I get emails from people saying, "Hey, I could you? you know, I've, I've got an email request from people giving me email addresses. Could you sign up my my bro, my other bro, my girlfriend, this that? I've had people send me four or five addresses. They asking me if I can enroll these people in my email list. I'll wake up in the morning, have ten people sign up over the course of the night. Awesome. So people are doing my work for me and growing my audience. And as the audience grows, the quality of the work increases. How so? Because I get better at this. I'm practicing every day. My writing practice, the way I have it set up now, to share with you guys, I wake up in the morning, I write at least 1,000 words. It takes about, you know, maybe two, three hours. Something, you know, sometimes I'll write more than that, and it'll take, you know, I'll write for four hours. I go to the gym, I come back, I answer a bunch of emails, and later on in the evening, sometimes late, it'll be, you know, 8, 9, 10 o'clock, I work well late in the evening, I'll write another thousand something words. You know, and in the course of the day, I'm also writing, you know, like the emails I have now scheduled out for like four, five, six days in advance, but the emails get, get written during those 1,000 words, you know, the book chapters essentially are getting written, other t- questions that I might answer from people, those become emails. I'm, I'm ahead of my game that way. And over the course of this year, I'll end up, you know, publishing, releasing, you know, at this point, it'll be something like 20, th- 25, 30 products. As of right now, you know, in, the, in March, it's what, March 21st, 20th? Yes, March 20th. I've had one, two, three, four. I've had seven different products I've released in not even three months. Stuff's building. It's, it's building. I'm building it 24-7. Is this the best way to do things? I don't know. I don't know if there's a best way to build an online business. I do know if you work at it every single day and make content like a madman, it's kind of hard for it to fail. Because if your shit's bad, you're going to know real fast. If it's good, then keep on doing it. So that is content mindset for you guys. 
that's you know some of the day-to-day you know perspectives and practices that I'm using right now and hopefully that gives you some insight into how you could use it for yourself and I'll keep you guys updated as it goes along you know maybe when it gets to 5,000 people in the email list and you know I'm probably like a month or two I'll talk about again what I've learned but you know these are the you know, these are the principles that I'm using constant constant creation constant creativity a replicable scalable system it's all principle based. I don't, I don't use I don't use a lot of tactical stuff. So I, don't, I don't use Facebook you know ads. I don't use you know uh, AdWords on my website. I don't worry what about I didn't worry you know when I started my podcast. I didn't worry about the audio quality. I improve the quality of what I do on the application of principle. If something proves worthwhile, I'll make it better. If it doesn't, I toss it aside. I'm not going to invest time in tactics just to get a low quality return. That's why a lot of the ad stuff, the you know, sales pagey stuff, setting up these sequences and sequences and responders, and you know having multiple pages and multiple funnels. I'm sure at a certain point I'll do that, but it will be when it's economically viable and very very obviously worthwhile. Viable and worthwhile. I'm not going to set that up right now or bother with it simply because I don't think it's worthwhile for my business. I've seen people having worked on the you know the internal side of the fitness industry. I've seen trainers. I've seen Gym owners, they've spent thousands of dollars on their website and sales pages and all this shit, and none of it, nothing comes of it. I've seen people spend $10,000 in social media advertising and get literally no return. So why am I going to bother with that and bother with you know unproven systems, so to speak, when I could do something that is both tried and true? You tell me. You tell me. So I will call this one there. I think I covered enough with this podcast. If you guys got questions, you have you know, anything you want to ask, let me know. If you enjoy the podcast, leave a review. If you really enjoy the podcast, you can support it on Patreon. The next step is to start doing a live, or not live, but next step is to start doing a weekly YouTube show, which I'm getting the camera for that next month. So that will be coming soon. But anyways, thank you guys for your support. I will say good night, good luck, and focus. Focus on the...